This is a presentation of the Howard University Radio Network, originally aired on glasshouseradio.com. Not up in here! Not up in here! We, we, we throw stones. Glasshouse Radio. 24-7-365. And you know this, man! Part of the Howard University Radio Network. everyone i'm amber and unfortunately jalen cannot be with us today but she's handling some things and we're just gonna keep going with another episode but you know this is insider z brought to you by glasshouseradio.com part of the howard university radio network and of course make sure you follow us on um, Instagram and Twitter. I don't know. I just blanked a little bit, but definitely follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Insider Z Podcast. You know, all things Generation Z. Any questions, comments, suggestions, literally just follow us, please. Thanks. <laughs> but we're just going to start this conversation off. I have a special guest that's joining us, <laughs> and she seems a little nervous, but I'm trying to tell her it's okay. So um, my friend, Ijama, I'm going to have her introduce herself, give us her little Howard intro, and possibly tell us what's your favorite social media and why, or something about the generation and why. Hey, guys. My name is Ijama. Hey, guys. My bad. My name is Ijama. Um, I'm a sophomore here at Howard. I'm an English major with a minor in journalism from Baltimore, Maryland. Um, my favorite social media is probably Instagram. That's the only one that I still use just because I like pictures, I guess. You mm -hmm. know, it's not that serious. Like, yeah. people get into, like, Twitter beefs and stuff all the time. Instagram isn't really like Yeah, it's that. more laid back. Yeah, so. Yeah, Instagram is definitely my favorite. I think Snapchat might, I don't know how I feel about Snapchat. I mess with it, but I don't know if it's on my favorites list. It's probably definitely Instagram and then Twitter, most likely. Yeah, I used to have a Twitter. I still rock with Twitter. I just don't use yeah, it. Yeah, you, you got to get back into the flow. But um, before we jump into our topic of the day, which I'm so excited to discuss, we're going to do just a little segment. Um, it's sort of, I titled this sex section, According to Social Media, dot, dot, dot. So it's sort of like a what's hot, what's not type of thing. And so I have two different categories, or three different categories, music, television, and culture, and and we're just going to talk about everything that's been happening on the timeline according to social media. And so the first is music. So I'm don't come for me if I mess up this name. I should have checked to see how I say this boy name, but I forgot. But I think it's like Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying it right or wrong, but we're going to go with that. Anyway, he has a song, <laughs> and it's titled Old Town Road. And basically, this song, it um, made its debut on Billboard's country chart. And so, you know, it was up on the chart or whatever. It was trying to thrive. But unfortunately, Billboard removed it from the chart, supposedly for not being country enough or not um, aligning with the traditional ideas of what country music is. And so, you know, that started, he is, not to mention, he is black. So that started a whole, like, controversy on the timeline 
online, people are just like, okay, what's going on? Like, why are you doing this? If that's the case, you need to take songs down for not being hip-hop enough, you know? And I was like, wow, they're bringing up some good points. But I finally listened to the song this morning, and it slaps. Like, <laughs> it goes hard. And I'm like, y'all should listen. Like, have you heard the song? I personally have not heard the song. Um, I'm vaguely familiar with country music, but... Mm-hmm. I'm familiar enough to know that you don't really get a lot of young black artists that are popping in the country music industry. So I think the fact that they took his song off the Billboard uh, chart is very problematic, especially because what does it mean to not be country enough? Right. What is that that supposed to mean? Yeah. But to counter that, I'm definitely going to say that he came back with a remix. And so on the remix, he put Billy Ray Cyrus. And I'm like, hold up. Wait a minute. Like, what's going on? And so with this remix, I listened to that this morning, too. And on the remix... It goes even harder. Like, Billy Ray Cyrus verse, what? He was talking about Maseratis. I'm like, hold on, Billy Ray. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, hold on, what you doing now? And so I'm like, let me find out. He trying to do something. He trying to make a, make it make the table shake a little. And so um, I highly recommend listening to this song, y'all. Like, it's country. I think it's country. The beat alone, it goes hard, but it's country. <laughs> and um, y'all definitely got to listen, you know expand your horizons expand the genres country music is definitely good y'all oh don't i didn't sleep. say all that country music is good y'all don't sleep i did not say i all will that. say like i don't really keep up with it the way i keep up with like trap hip-hop all that stuff but country music is definitely good especially if you know you need something like just to get you mm-hmm. in the mood maybe if country you your music feeling, get you in the mood it is like if you in your feelings like yeah um i'm at in your, okay, I'm going to have to think about what? that. Down sleep, y'all. Um, Down but sleep. The closest thing I got to country music probably was Taylor Swift, but, you know, she did that transformation into pop, and so that's when I stopped really listening to country. But Country music, I definitely listened to country music a lot when I was younger, like the Taylor Swift, the Carrie Underwood. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, I forgot about them. All of them people, um... Other names escape me right now, but I would definitely say like don't sleep on country music, y'all. Yeah, let's broaden her our our horizons. Yeah. But um, next in the music category is I want to talk about new music artists such as The Baby and Megan Thee Stallion, and so those are two up and coming new artists that I feel like um, people should really know, be really like looking out for on the come up stuff like that, and so I really been jamming out to the. The baby, it's so hard saying his name. Yeah, like I'm saying the the baby. Okay, listening to the baby this week, and girl, like you got, I just, I just love his music. Like honestly, it's great. I haven't heard of the baby for real. Like his name is just starting to come like pop up. Yeah, so I don't really know too much about his music, but Meg The Stallion, everybody that I know loves her, mm-hmm. and I love her. Her music is great. If y'all love to get ratchet, if y'all like to have fun, turn <laughs> up. Definitely listen to her songs. Definitely listen to her uh, mixtape, her project that she's releasing. 
Yeah. So I know the last project she really or her re- most recent is um like her alter ego Tina Snow. And so um I only listened to it once, but I can definitely vibe with it. Like her so Meg the Stallion, she is known for um Big O Freak. That's the name of her song. So if y'all wanna go listen, check it out. Definitely um listen to that one first, I suggest. Yeah, I think Big O Freak is definitely like if you don't know what else to listen yeah, to. Yeah, if you don't know listen. listen to that. Um, she did a song with Wale, Poe Dancer. Definitely listen to that. She also has a song, <laughs> Stally. That's like it's so funny because the titles of the songs are literally yeah, telling you like, the title. Yeah, she- <laughs> if you like to get ratchet, if you like to, you know, turn up, she's definitely somebody you definitely are gonna want to listen to and add to your playlist. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, she's bomb. She's just overall bomb. Um, I know with the the baby, I keep saying the the baby. The two songs that I've been listening to that I recommend is. Um, going, going on, baby, and Shug. I think that's how you say it. I don't know, but when I tell you, going on, baby is great. Like that's my, <laughs> that's my song. Like I can't stop listening to it. Um, so those two titles, look them up if you want to just you know continue expand those horizons, reach out into different genres because I'm not really like. I don't, okay, I don't know what to say. I don't really listen to rap that much. I guess I don't know. Like I listen to Beyonce and Nicki Minaj. So like. I don't know what I'm categorized Nikki as. Nikki is rap. Beyonce definitely is not rap. Yeah. But so that's the type of music I listen to. I don't know what other, what everything else is. I mean, I listen to like, I feel like I listen to a little bit of everything. Like mm-hmm. if you listen, like if you ever have me on the ox, I always tell people don't put me on the ox because I'm going to have you twerking to Meg the Stallion one minute <laughs> and then I'm gonna have you praise dancing she do y'all I can contest to this so I definitely tell people don't throw me on the ox but I definitely feel like I listen to everything like you know if I'm on the ox I'm gonna have something for you to listen to yeah she's she's good when when her time comes <laughs> <laughs> she can come through sometimes um so that wraps up our music category just make sure y'all listen to some of those songs you know just trying to put y'all on if you like it just know you got it from Insider Z. And so next up is television. And so if anybody knows me, they know, like, I'm really, like, I'm a huge television person. And so um, I've been watching recently. We're going to talk about Netflix. I've been watching On My Block, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, and Black Lightning. And so those three, they all just came out with new seasons. And so definitely check out On My Block. That's sort of like, um, it talks about like young kids growing up in a neighborhood surrounded by gang violence. And the acting is not that great, but the timeline, <laughs> the storyline and the plot is really good. Like, I feel like everyone on Twitter, they, talks about, they talk about it and they love the show, but we all know like the acting is not. Yeah. On My Block is real popular. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Um, and what's next? Oh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I don't know a lot of people that watch it, but I've recently been watching it, and it's a very, very demonic and devilish show, which is not good, but the show is so good. Like, I feel bad watching it because, you know, being a Christian and all, I just feel so wrong. Like, when I say they worshiping the devil in this show, and it's crazy. I've seen, like, shows like that in the past. Like, last year, all I used to do was watch Supernatural, and if y'all have ever seen Supernatural or y'all know about Supernatural, it's like... Literally, like, they be fighting demons in the show. And mm-hmm. so, like, you get, like, a lot of people raising demons, a lot of devil worshippers. Like, you get a whole, 
you get the whole nine. Like, they're going to twist, like, your view of angels, your view of God, like, all of that type of stuff. So I feel like you just got to know, like, you know, yeah. there's a line between television and reality. Yeah, that's what I was but thinking. Even though Supernatural was, like, so crazy, but, like, the show was so good. Like, mm-hmm. it was so good. I binge watched, what, 14, 13 seasons, I think? It's on Netflix? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to have to check it out because when I tell y'all, every time somebody give me a recommendation, I'm just like, yep, I already saw it. Yep, I already <laughs> saw it. I literally have, I've seen everything on Netflix at this point and it's crazy. Um, a few other recommendations I would probably give, I haven't watched yet though, but I plan on watching it. It's All American. I've heard great things about it and so um, I might check that out. I know that's another CW show. CW be producing some great, Thank like you. some great um, shows you. like. Riverdale is a CW show, Jane the Virgin, like all of those. And so, Nikita was a CW show. Yeah, Nikita show. is great. That's on If Netflix. y'all haven't seen Nikita, I definitely recommend you Yo. watch it. I've seen it six times. This girl literally, Ijama, she watches Nikita so much. It's, so it's much. bad. Literally, that's the only thing I will watch. So, yeah. Yeah, she needs help. She needs, like, <laughs> she needs to stop watching it. I, we got to put her I'm on. I'm trying, some other stuff. y'all. I'm trying. I definitely have, like, branched out a little bit. I saw you. I'm waiting for Riverdale to oh, come yeah, out. Oh, yeah, I watched you. Star is really good. That's a Fox show. If y'all haven't seen it, the show, like,. The show, the acting isn't bad because it has popular actors like mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer's on Queen there, Quincy Brown, uh, Queen Latifah, Quavo has made an appearance. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> Ryan Destiny. They got a lot. Yeah, it's like you got a lot of like really good actors and like really popular people. But then it's like the show is also kind of predictable. But it's like it's good though. Mm-hmm. Like I feel you know, that. you watch the show it. and you like. I don't know. I feel like the more I watch it, I'm like this show is kind of bad, but like it's good. Like yeah. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, so that wraps up our television category. And so definitely just, you know, tell us if you like those recommendations, if you check it out. And so lastly, it's culture. And so, you know, I had to. I had to do it for the culture. My good sis, Beyonce, she's partnering up with Adidas. And I'm so excited. Like, I don't know what she going to drop, but I know whatever it is, I'm going to want it. And I'm going to be ready in that line. And it's so funny because... My cousins, like everyone, they keep DMing me like, oh, did you see this? Did you see this? Beyonce coming out with this. And I'm like, just wait. I'll be ready. Uh, Are you like a big Beyonce fan? No. (laughs) (laughs) I love Beyonce. She has my respect. She has definitely earned it. And, you know, I feel like no one can ever try to discredit Beyonce. Yeah, honestly. Like give credit where credit's due. But I'm also not one of them people where Crazy Beyonce ones. is my lord and savior. No. Uh-huh. So. I feel that. I'm not either, but I just love her. Jalen, she may disagree. If she was here, I know she loves her her some Beyonce. Like, she yeah. flew to Atlanta to go to her concert. Like, that's her girl. And um, whatever she drops, I'm excited. I hope it's cute because I am going to want to cop it. And lastly, I know Kamora Lee Simmons. She's deciding to release Baby Fat again. And I just can't wait because I just, you know, take it back a little bit. I love me some Baby Fat. Whenever you need, like, a new jogging suit or, like, a sweatsuit. I know some people call it sweatsuit. Literally, I'm excited. I hope she come out with all the fits because I will be on it. She's about (laughs) to take us back to when my lip gloss was popping. You know, back in elementary school. Elementary school. But, um, yeah, that's everything in terms of music, television, culture, according to social media, dot, dot, dot. And that's literally everything that'd be on the timeline. I feel like you guys may want some of these suggestions. Make sure you watch, listen to all of our recommendations because you might enjoy them. And so I'm glad we had the chance to recap and just do this sort of segment 
on social media, and we're probably going to incorporate this more in the future. I feel like Jalen may like doing this. And so let's get into the real topic of our show, which is titled Misinformation versus Disinformation. And so for some of you that may not know what this means, let's define these terms. And so misinformation is information whose inaccuracy is unintentional. So this means it was reported in an error. So it was on accident. Like they didn't go out they didn't go out their way like to purposely say like, oh, so and so did this, so and so did that. So that's misinformation. On the other hand, we have disinformation where the information is deliberately false or misleading. It's done on purpose. And so I learned these terms in my sociology course and I feel like Recently, with everything that's been going on on the timeline, if some of you may not know, um, Nipsey Hussle passed away. And so basically, just throughout this whole week, that's been hard um, on the community. And I know, like, on the timeline, too, the energy has been off. And just seeing it, like, everybody is feeling some type of way about it. You know, like, he had an impact. And um, he really, whether you were a fan or not, like, personally, I never even listened to um, his music or I I never heard a lot of his songs. But I was impacted just by, because I know, I know a lot of the work he's done for the community. And so um, just seeing, like, another black man uplift his people and try to make them better was something that definitely, like, made me respect him even more. And so I really thought that was important so this relates to misinformation and disinformation because at this point our generation i don't know what's wrong with us i feel like we're slowly losing our humanity and slowly just becoming messier and messier because i want to talk about two things specifically that i saw on the timeline in regards to this um information so one of them i don't know have you i'm gonna ask you but i don't know if you've seen this meme but apparently it was a meme going around or just like this image of Jay-Z and it was just like, oh, Jay-Z set up a $15 million trust fund for Lauren London's kids. Did you see that one? Yeah, I think I saw that one on Instagram. Okay, yeah. So a lot of like well-known pages that's known for being credible posted this information. So um, I don't know. I think TMZ might have done it. Shade Room might have done it and a few others. And it was just circulated all over social media. And the crazy thing about it is no one objected it. I can see why, though, because Jay-Z is known for doing like great things for the community and like paying a lot of people like legal fees and things like that. But no one fact-checked, no one double-checked. And the stories were wild. Like I at one point i started reading and it was like lauren london um he set up this trust fan trust fund with lauren london as executive power and i'm like what is going on i'm like oh okay that's a great thing and i can't even lie even when i saw it, i'm like oh okay yeah this is this is great like i believed it but i'm i'm here to try to figure out like why like why did we just believe it without any context i feel like now like i feel like our generation we're just so in tune to ourselves and, like, we just don't care. Like, you know, when you, like, okay, for Nipsey, with Nipsey Hussle, for example, I didn't really know exactly who he was when he was shot. Um, and everybody was talking about him. And, like, literally, you could not escape, like, his death. Like, everybody was reposting mm-hmm. it. Rihanna. Not escape um, it at all. Drake. Like, Which made every, it sadder. Yeah, like, it was everywhere. And so it's, like, automatically, I'm, like, who is this? You know, I'm, like, I care enough to go look him up. You know, I don't have to do that because, you know, he's gone. Like, you know, 
But I feel like nowadays we just have people that just don't care enough to, like, fact check the information. Or we're so worried about ourselves that, like, if information isn't necessarily tied directly to us, it's very easy for us Mm -hmm. to run with it. And again, like what you said about misinformation, sometimes it's just taking, like, the extra step to be careful. Like, you know, instead of saying, like, okay, Jay-Z did this. You can say, oh, reportedly Jay-Z did this, yeah. or this is what supposedly happened. You know, you're being very intentional with your language, so you know that you're not out here telling people this is, it is what it is. Like, you know, you're telling people, like, it might not be true, mm-hmm. but at least this is what I think. So I feel like just with society as a whole, we need to learn to be more attuned to others. And if we're going to talk about others, we need to be worried about others. You know, yeah. stop keeping people's That's names. That's a good way. I like the way you said that. Yeah. Like, you know, don't keep people's naming, names in, in your mouth if you don't really care. Like, if you don't really care about what you're saying or you're not really going to take the time to make mm-hmm. sure that you're talking yeah, true. Yeah, I feel you. I definitely get where you're coming from and definitely get what you're saying. And um, with that being said, there's another example that I want to talk about. Uh, this example really rubbed me the wrong way, and it makes me more upset about the situation. Um, th- and this one hasn't been confirmed nor denied. So there's an article also going around in terms of Lauren London, who is his spouse. Um, and that's how I n- knew of him, because I'm a big fan of Lauren London. I follow her on everything, and I just always loved her. So that's how I knew of him. But... Um, There's an article also going around. Basically, I wish I had the article to pull up and read, but it was saying how reportedly she is not taking the death well. And like she was crying so bad that she ended up falling over and fainting and like hitting her head on the table. And so then she had to be rushed to the hospital. And so I'm like, okay, you know, okay. My first reaction was when I saw that article, I didn't believe it. You want to know why? Because the font. I'm so serious. (laughs) The font on that article was suspicious. And I don't know if it's me being a communications major or, like, me having a real eye for detail and being hesitant of the media, but that was some lying font. That font was not real, and I'm so serious. Like, people do not write articles in that font. It's either in some regular Arial or Times New Roman. Roman. That was, like, some cursive, like, somebody did that in a room type stuff. And the blogs, I've never heard them blogs. Them blogs. Was, were not credible at all. I literally went to go Google it myself instead of clicking on the link. I went to go Google it myself and I'm looking at the blog names. It's like London.rbft. Yeah, I'm like, what? This all. is not it. And I just, I Googled it just to see if um, other articles popped up to like clarify and it really didn't. It was like three other sites that had it and they all seemed fake. None of the main sites such as TMZ or NBC or whatever, all the news ones, nobody else was reporting about it. And so I'm just like, yeah, no, I'm not not about to believe this. I'm not about to run with this. And I just saw a lot of people running with it on social media. And that's why I'm just like, that's crazy how we're like, I really do feel like we're gullible at this point. We're so quick to believe any and everything. And it sucks, especially in a situation where, one, we don't know the facts or the details. We weren't there. And I feel like we need to be more sensitive because it, it obviously people are hurt from it. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like in that case specifically, it's very easy for people to run with something like that just because, like, you know, Lauren London clearly loved this, that yeah. man. Like, their love was something that, like I said, I didn't know too much about Nipsey Hussle, like, before he passed. 
But I definitely knew, who, like, who Lauren London was. And when I saw their interaction with each other, like, you wouldn't have thought they had been together for seven years. Like, that kind of love you just don't come across mm-hmm. nowadays. So, like, I can definitely understand why people would think, like, oh, she heard about his death and, like, it came yeah, to the it's extreme. Very like, it's very believable. But like you said, you know, there are, like, little cues that should tell you, like, don't believe everything Yeah, you maybe see. that's not right. And, like, I feel like, like I said, if you care enough, like, you know, if you are a huge Lauren London fan and you just heard she got hospitalized, like, your first thought is going to be, like, nah, it's not real. Mm-hmm. And you're going to Google it, like, oh, my God, is she really mm-hmm. in the hospital? Like, if you care, you're going to take that extra step to make sure that your facts are straight. And I also feel like it, insensitivity plays into a, uh, into account because... You know, just stuff like that. It's just insensitive. Like, this woman just lost her husband, her best friend, like, yeah. the father to her kids. Like, that type of stuff you don't joke about. You shouldn't be putting that on social media, like, putting out lies about her or her family. Like, she's grieving. Like, the whole L.A. community is grieving. Like, people that aren't even a part of the L.A. community are grieving. Like, that's just not really something that you should take lightly. And people don't really think about yeah. that. And with you saying that, that made me think about like the videos that were circulating around. So like the video of him being shot like originally and lying on the ground, like stuff like that and also it was a video of her going into the hospital, like running into the hospital saying like, "Oh, is he okay? Is he okay?" stuff like that. And I just like was real sad watching that type of stuff cuz I'm just like, "Wow, this is such an invasion of privacy." And it's just like we eat this up and it's crazy how we eat it up because I'm like this is such an emotion like I really felt for her and I'm just like we just circulating it and I know in the past like um not even with this situation but when a lot of black men were being killed and stuff and people were just throwing their black bodies on the timeline like it was nothing like I really I really feel some type of way about that and it's like at one in one way it's like yes you're spreading um awareness on the situation you're trying to get action done but there's mm, there's other ways to go about it instead of circulating somebody dead body on the timeline like they're so insensitive to black bodies you don't see this done to other races and that's why it rubs me the wrong way and I kind of agree but I also kind of disagree so my first like Hearing you say that just automatically makes me think of Emmett Till. Mm-hmm. So with Emmett Till, as many of y'all probably already know, um, when Emmett Till passed, his mother had the choice of having mm-hmm. an, open. an open casket funeral or not. But she decided that, you know, she wanted to do that because she wanted the world to see, like, what they did to her baby. So, and I feel like, just keeping that in mind, I feel like, I feel like, There are ways, you know, there are other ways that you can bring attention and bring, like, situations like this to light. But I also feel like that gruesome, like, seeing, like, actually seeing it, you know, that changes you. Like, you know, death has become so, like, everybody talks about death. Like, it's whatever at this point. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so common. But, like, to actually see somebody, even if it's just in a video, even if, like, you're walking down the street, you know, and you see it, like, just seeing it, it does something to you. Like, it just makes you, like, it makes the situation, like, ten times more real. Especially yeah. since people talk about death. Like, death will come up in, like, any conversation at this point. So it's, like, 
just being able to see that it's like, no, this is real. Like, this is serious. This is real life. So I don't necessarily like I do agree that it is like an invasion of privacy, but I also don't necessarily think it's like a bad thing. I think it's good to bring things like that to light. And I feel like people do sometimes need to see stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, And like with your point, when you brought up Emmett Till, his mother, um, the only thing like with that is she she had a choice. Yeah. And that's the thing. A lot of these families didn't get that choice. So it's like Lauren didn't get this choice. These black families didn't get that choice. They were literally, their privacy was invaded and it was just thrown on the timeline. So it's like with Emmett Till, at least his mom had the executive power in that sense to choose whether or not she wanted to do it. And nowadays we have, to, there's no boundaries on social media. There's no respect. And people, and I guess, I don't want to, I feel like a lot of people just use social media as an excuse as to say, like, oh, it's just the internet. Like, there's no control, which is true. It's public. Like, then I can do what I want. And it's like, granted, but dang, can we have some respect, some humanity? Like, can we get something? No, I definitely agree with that. Like, people are very, like, and I feel like the problem with social media is nothing is face value. So, like, people can be writing, like, all these malicious things. And it's like, you don't know who wrote it. Like, you don't know who's behind Mm -hmm. underscore... Naomi 5 right. underscore 12 like you know you don't know who that person is so it's like it's so easy to say all these insensitive things and like I said people are just so worried about themselves like oh this person is doing so much better than me let me see how I can bring them down or like you know so and I know like with celebrities privacy has always been like a struggle True. because that's you know, another thing yeah like I forgot about that and I feel like <clears throat> like you said having a choice is definitely like essential you know and I feel like, but I feel like with Nipsey Hustle, I'm not saying like it's right that Lauren London didn't have a choice as to like what was put out. I definitely feel like she should have had that choice. But I also feel like with Nipsey Hustle and like everything that I've seen him stand behind, I feel like his death has to mean, some mean something. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely, it definitely has to does. stand for something. So I don't necessarily disagree with the fact that it was out, but I do disagree with the fact that she didn't have a choice. Yeah. So I feel like, um, We've reached just a point in this conversation where we just we both know like there's things that need to be done, things that need to be fixed, especially within our generation and on the timeline as well. And another um, topic just to serve as an example for misinformation and disinformation is the whole uh, I want to talk about. I don't know if you saw this either, but it's the Chicago uh, mayor. So she was, have you seen that time? Have you seen that headline? Okay, I'm going to explain it more. So basically with, um, dang, what's the lady name? Oh, Lori Lightfoot. So um, with Lori Lightfoot, basically she um, is the first black woman elected as mayor in Chicago and the first black openly gay woman elected in Chicago. And so everyone is circulating this headline around. It's like, yes, girl. Like, I'm like, yes, uh, girl. Right? Like, do your thing. You're amazing. Go ahead. Uh, Like, you're winning. (laughs) (laughs) But the funny thing about that is a lot of people don't know behind the scenes how, like, a lot of Chicagoans feel about it. Seeing that she is going to be the mayor for Chicago, Personally, I know a lot of people in my circle and in my family and just in general in the city of Chicago really was not feeling this election and really was not like with her being elected. And so it came down to two candidates that nobody really liked. Nobody really wanted either. And so um, with her being elected... With her being elected, it's great, but at the same time, it's controversial because a lot of her, um, 
what I don't know what to call it, but like a lot of her things that she stands for in terms of the election, in terms of what she want to do for the city, doesn't align with a lot of the values that people believe in. So reportedly, like supposedly, she um stand she has a lot of affiliation with Rahm Emanuel, and that's the that's our previous mayor. And so with Rahm Emanuel, he basically stepped down, and a lot of people didn't like him. And so it's like she has connections with him, and she has connections with a lot of the police force in Chicago. And oh, don't get me started with Chicago police. You yeah, know, we all know, girl. About- they corrupt, and that's all I got to say. So she has a lot of um, affiliation with the Chicago Police Department, and I know that she's trying to turn, like, um, a certain amount of schools into cop academies, and a lot of people are not feeling that. They're like, you turning schools into cop academies when you could be putting money towards the school system, yeah. the education, because over, I, th- I think it was, I'm, I don't want to put, like, incorrect, um, numbers out but I know a large amount of Chicago public schools were closed down and no one's like okay they're closed now what like no one's thinking about how those kids were affected the neighborhoods that they were going into um, the distance that they have to walk and you don't know if they have to walk between you don't know what gangs they got to go through or what yeah. trials and tribulations they got to get to to go through go through school and so it seems like no one's focus is on education and so I just wanted to talk a little about a little bit about like the controversy between like the positive of having her elected, like with the whole black and openly gay, and it's like yes, but the negative of like we don't really stand for your like yeah your input or whatever. Um, I feel like I feel like we have a lot of minorities that or like a lot of others that want need and want to make strides. So when you originally told me, like, you know, she's, like, the first black woman to be elected and she's the first openly gay woman, Mm -hmm. like, immediately, like, as a member of the LGBTQ community, I was just like, you know, okay, like, my sister's doing it, like, you know, whatever. But like you said, it all comes down to, like, so for that, she's making strides in, like, those communities. And that's, like, things that we want to see. But it's, like, because she's doing it from, like, a mayoral perspective, point of view or whatever, um, it kind of gets lost because, yes, we want to make strides for that community, but your position doesn't, yes, it does directly affect the community because as a mayor, you have power to do things, but you also, like, you're not just mayor of the LGBTQ community. Like, you're not just going to be, it's not just them, you feel mm-hmm. me? Like, you also have to worry, like, you're mayor of Chicago. City. Like, yeah. yeah. So, and when you're speaking about, like, education and, like, stuff like that like I know all about that like I'm from Baltimore so we kind of have the same issue I know like with my high school my high school is like a high school version of Howard kind of like mm-hmm. you know you get people like you get alumni from like 10 years ago that will come to you like oh you still had this professor like you know this this and this like we have a whole alumni association like you know we all kind of go through the same thing and it's just like this big lineage of like quote unquote greatness that came before you so like for me my senior year um we had this whole thing about budget cuts because our mayor she we just had the casino go live like two three years ago Mm -hmm. maybe four and um the money we was getting from the casino was supposed to go towards schools yeah but no one ever saw the money go towards schools like you know they always kept saying like we're gonna do this and the revenue like we get is gonna go towards school it's gonna increase jobs and it's like but you still have so many people that are unemployed and you still have like the money and like now money is getting cut from schools so i have professors like well teachers at my uh 
high school that have been there for years. Like, that's the only high school they've, like, mm-hmm. they graduated from there, came back, like, two years later, taught, and been teaching there for, the, like, their whole lives. And it's, like, now it's, like, if you weren't contracted with the high school, like, you've been there. Like, you know how, like, here we have professors that have been here for so long that are so popular, like, you know they're not going anywhere, versus you have professors that, professors that kind of have to fend for themselves. Like, they're not really as popular. Like, you know, yeah. they don't have as many classes, that type of stuff. That's how it was. Like, if you weren't really, like, a popular teacher, if you weren't, like, a department head, if you weren't, um, if you hadn't been with the school long, like, your job basically wasn't guaranteed. And, like, people don't think about how that affects, like, that affects, like, the students. Like, just because they're a new teacher doesn't mean they're not a good teacher, you get me? So I feel like with her, you kind of had to just... I feel like the problem, like, with that election was, like you said, people didn't really think about how people in Chicago was looking at it. Like, what is she actually going to do for us? Like, yeah, she's, like, now she just became, like, she just made history. She's now this new iconic figure yeah but it's like is she really gonna change right is she gonna do anything so yeah yeah, i think that's important headlines play a major major role in everything and um it's like i don't i I, i'm not gonna say i'm not happy for her because it's like it's a great thing to be elected a mayor like that's a great thing on her part but it's like i can't really say anything until i start seeing results because like i love my city like i really truly do and it's like i just want to make sure she's putting the city first yeah that's where my worry comes in that kind of makes me think about um president barack obama Mm -hmm. still my president but (laughs) um I don't really like to talk about him too much because I know he is controversial, but like, like, you know, a lot of people love him, but a lot of people feel like he didn't do enough. And, you know, him being the first black president, a lot of black people just assume like, you know, yay, first black president, he Mm -hmm. about to do X, Y, and Z for like the black community. And then it's like, I'm not going to say he didn't do anything for the black community, but people feel like he didn't do enough or Mm -hmm. like people feel like he sold out. And it's like, that's not what his whole campaign was it's to about, be. Right. Yeah, he just happens to be black and people focused on that. So it's like, you know, she just happens to be like the first black yeah, woman. Yeah, she happens to be openly true. gay. So people focus on that yeah. and not what her actual campaign was about. So, yeah. And I feel like that's that's a problem. Our generation definitely like we just jump to what we see. Like, we jump to those positives and not the real mission. Behind we have it. too many people that we have too many groups that need to make strides like need progress like mm-hmm. you know the black community we're still we have a lot of things like we're trying to get done the lgbtq community we have a lot of things that we want to get done so like we see somebody like that's in our community we like oh no like they go up there they know that we're struggling like they're gonna get stuff done yeah but it's like that's not always the case like yeah. that's not they just happen to be a part of the community that's not necessarily their defining yeah. So like in terms of just these two examples, I didn't even talk about um I wanted to bring in another example, like even with the whole Jesse Smollett situation and how we were just so quick to believe the media. I feel like the media really did a spin on that whole story on how like um he guilty, he innocent. Like I don't know. Yeah, the media did a lot. Yeah, I had to stop because it was just getting messy. Yeah, I it was like a snowball. Like, I didn't know what to it believe. It started off and like it didn't really you know, he was in the hospital. Everyone was so sad. Like, oh, my God, standing prayers. Right. And then it was like, then it was. And then false. we turned on him. Yeah. Then it was like, then he like. So quick. Yeah. Then it was like social the whole thing was. the devil. Staged. And yeah. And it's like, you don't really have friends on social media because people like, like I said, people are insensitive and they're worried about themselves. Like they yeah. will turn on you very, very quick. So 
like for example um when i think of like social media and like insensitivity insensitivity i automatically think of ariana grande and demi lovato mm-hmm. and i bring up both of them just because like with ariana grande when mac miller died when he overdosed a lot of people was just like you know they were attacking her they were like you know he would still be alive if you yeah actually cared about him like that type of stuff and it's like but a, like a not that long ago, y'all were on her side. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she just dropped an album. Oh, so, so like, fucking. you know, people <laughs> switch up on you. And the same thing, like, with Demi Lovato. Like, a lot of people were on her side. Like, yep. oh, my God, you've gone, like, what, six years sober? Like, you know, because she was very open about that. But then it's like, when she overdosed, um, not when she overdosed, when she relapsed, you know, everyone was sending prayers, like, sis, we're sorry, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, then came the whole 21 Savage yeah, thing, yeah, we and she about was that laughing, yeah, <laughs> and she was, like, laughing at the thing, and then all of a sudden, everybody's, like, attacking episode. her, like, attacking her, and she had to check back into rehab, like, delete her Instagram for a couple of days, like, it got really bad, like, people just don't really yeah. think it's about, yeah, people it's don't a really nasty think cycle. about what they're doing. And so, like, why do you think... Like, why is it so easy to just believe the hype? Are we honestly that gullible or are we just too lazy to double check and fact check? Like, what is what are your views on that? I think we just don't care enough. Like, yeah. you know, like gossiping, just because you're talking about something doesn't mean that you necessarily care. Like, if you care, you're going to want to know. Like, you know, for example, um, we talked about like being really big Beyonce fans and like I know you're a really big Nicki Minaj fan like mm-hmm. you could probably give me like her rundown like her historical <laughs> timeline like you know about her like you care versus like some people like other people like I'm talking about Ariana Grande I can tell you like about her life like cause I'm an Ariana Grande fan like versus like you probably know about her but you probably don't know as yeah, much same. like yeah, true. so and especially like with her album her album came out and you know her album came out, like, not that long after Mac Miller's death, and that was, like, kind of her coping method. I learned, like, just hearing her music, I learned so much, like, after her album came out. Like, I was just like, okay, like, um, I know Ghosting is supposed to be about Mac Miller. Like, I just went back, and I looked at it. I looked up, you know, Thank You Next. She was dropping, like, all her ex's names. Like, I went back, and I looked it up. And, you know, some people don't, some people aren't going to do that. Like, they're going to talk about, like, oh, yeah, you know, she put Big Sean in her, uh, her song, da 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 But people aren't going to take the time to actually be like, oh, what yeah. actually happened between her and Big Sean? Like, yeah, you know. I definitely, um, definitely agree with everything you said like in terms of our generation just not caring i think that we have to bring back um a sense of a sense of compassion like social media is ruthless like yeah. I'm, like it really is Heartless, you got to be you got to be as much as we love it and as much as our generation has contributed like i love us for having social media it has benefited the benefited yeah, the we world definitely tr- right we've done great things um with it it's useful but when it comes to sens- sensitive situations let's be sensitive about it like let's respect the boundaries of social media like there needs to be boundaries because there aren't any and so um I really just feel like we just got to do better with that. Um, And I'm glad that we were able to just have this conversation, put everything on the table, talk about what's popping, and then talk about the misinformation of our society and how it needs to be fixed. And I think it's definitely up to us. Like, we have to be the starters. Like, we got to go about it and be the change runs. runs. I'm going to be the advocate for social media because I'm addicted to it. I'm on it all the time. So, you know, like, why not? 
Um, but I'm glad we were able to have this conversation. As I just said, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InsiderZ Podcast. And please join us next time on GlassHouseRadio.com, part of the Howard University Radio Network. This is Insider Z. You know it's the place to be. So grab a seat and get a hold of this tea. See you next time with Amber C. And of course, returning Jalen B. This has been a special presentation of the Howard University Radio Network, originally aired on GlassHouseRadio.com.